All right, so my guest today is Jesse Winters, my brother, who is living in South Haven, Mississippi, just outside of the beautiful city of Memphis. He is a professional fundraiser, and we thought that this would be an interesting thing for people to hear about, kind of understand, okay, what what does that mean? Because a, a lot of times this is a job that gets misconstrued as being different stuff. And so thanks for being on the podcast, Jesse. We appreciate you being here. And uh, I guess just to launch into it, first question, what do you do? Uh, so, so as you said, I am a professional fundraiser, which essentially means that I figure out how to ask people for money. Uh, so I, I, I've coined the term professional pain handler. So I, I professionally go through and ask people for money in the, the ways that work for causes that they're passionate about. Uh, so at the end of the day, I try to connect people's checkbooks to the cause that they're passionate about. Nice, nice. Yeah, professional panhandler, but uh, wait, without the cardboard sign, probably most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. So how did you get into that? How did you get interested in in doing this kind of work? Uh, well, no sur- surprise to you since you are my brother, uh, but our dad worked in the nonprofit field uh, almost his entire career. So growing up, uh, I was exposed to the nonprofit world and working in nonprofits. Uh, and from that, after having uh, many conversations with dad and having it was a little bit of soul searching on my own. Uh, I came to the conclusion that I didn't really want to be in an office all of the time. Uh, but I also didn't really want to go into sales, uh, which is probably the clo- most closely linked uh, profession to fundraising. Uh, it also gets you out of the office. And so I, I fell upon uh, fundraising uh, as my kind of hippie granola college roots would suggest. Uh, So earned a degree in nonprofit administration at uh, Lindenwood University in St. Charles, Missouri. And from there, launched into a career of fundraising. Awesome. And you've worked with a few different organizations over the different years. Have you noticed anything different as you've worked for different organizations? Uh, Yeah. I mean, uh, there's each organization comes at fundraising with a very different concept about what that means, uh, just like how every individual comes to fundraising with kind of a different concept about what that means. So I've been uh, a consultant for fundraising, uh, do, doing campaigns all across North America. What I learned from that is that most people don't understand what fundraising is. People hear the, the term fundraising, uh, and these can even be executive directors, CEOs at nonprofits, but they hear that term fundraising and they automatically think about events uh, and selling tickets to an event or running a marathon to support your cause, uh, which are all very important to, to fundraising, um, but probably more important to that organization's marketing capabilities. Uh, fundraising and marketing are linked, uh, but they're not necessarily the same thing. 
Awesome. Yeah. So uh, that, that's one of the things that I, I think I run across uh, every now and again, too, is that people think that fundraising uh, is uh, stuff that it really isn't. <laughs> so um, <laughs> if you had to tell somebody one thing that fundraising is not, besides it being uh, event work, uh, what, what would you say that is? Fundraising is not social media. Uh, I, I know social media is a, a really, it's a really hot button topic for a lot of nonprofits right now. Uh, it's also a big deal for a lot of organizations that, that are looking uh, at new ways of income. They look at social media as kind of being their saving grace. It's really hard to convert social media into dollars raised. Uh, extremely difficult. The, the, the spend rate to donor rate that you get to that is actually inverse. Uh, so you actually end up spending more typically on social media than what you actually receive in funding. Uh, but people still invest into it because it helps get your name brand out there without having your brand out there, without having that brand awareness, it's really difficult to fundraise. Yeah, so my birthday is coming up. So when Facebook asked me to specify a nonprofit so that people can donate to it, what if I choose a nonprofit, I'm doing them a solid in terms of their marketing, but not necessarily a solid in terms of their actual fundraising, probably. You know, at the end of the day, those dollars are still going to go to the nonprofit. Um, that, that's still more than what they would get. Otherwise, really what I was talking about there was it was the organizations that are going out and using purchased ads to support their organization or to even support some of their fundraising. Uh, those per that purchased ad doesn't typically pay for itself or if it does, it barely pays for itself. Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. So, all right, you've worked in, in professional fundraising for a while. I think one of the things that might be helpful for people as they're just getting an idea of what it is that professional fundraising is, is what does an ask usually look like for you when you go to a donor and you, you're talking to them? Uh, yeah, that's going to vary a lot on the individual that I'm talking to, frankly, as well as the organization that I'm working with. Having, having worked as a consultant and then worked with uh, as kind of in-house uh, fundraising, uh, I've had a broad experience, I guess, with, with kind of how that goes down. But typically, it, it involves about three visits. Uh, with the, the prospective donor or existing donor, if we're trying to kind of move them up a level. Uh, and so th that first visit is just geared at, you know, understanding where the donor is coming from, trying to get a good sense as to what their interests are and why they either are interested in supporting the organization or why they've previously been supporting the organization. That second interaction is typically designed to be, you know, hey, we, a, a conversation about a more specific project uh, that they might be interested in. And then that third conversation is usually the, the conversation about, hey, you know, we've got this, this project that we talked about the last time, and we, to get this off the ground, we need the funding for it. So would you support this uh, program at you know fifty thousand dollars, 
for the next three years or whatever that number may be. Uh, the, the keys there are you know, that you're listening to your donor. Uh, so you always start out with listening um, and then having a conversation. Uh, so making sure that, that you've heard them properly. Uh, and then finally kind of culminating in a ask for a specific amount of money. And what really comes out there is this sense of, of course, you're working for a nonprofit. You're, you're trying to raise funding for a nonprofit to do something with that $50,000 over, over the next few years. But you're also keep, keeping in mind the service to the donor there, that you're, you're really listening to the donor and that your, your donor in a lot of ways is your customer just as well as, as your nonprofit is. So, so I always liken, and I think I already did today, uh, I always liken fundraising to sales. At the end of the day, a, a sales position, you have two bosses. One is your customer. The second one is the company you actually work for. Uh, it's very similar in the nonprofit world in that as a, as a fundraiser, you have you know, the donor that you have to be working for in a lot of ways. And then you also have your organization that has priorities that they need funded as well. So you need to try to balance both of those. So the Brilliant Podcast is, is all about ideas that make the world a little bit brighter. What are some of your big takeaways, concepts, insights about human nature in the world that you have because of your career? I think there are probably a couple of concepts that, that people don't uh, don't necessarily pay attention to the way that at least I think they should. First of all is just listen, listen, listen. Uh, I, I personally think anyway that the world would be a much better place if we just spent a lot more time listening to everybody else. Uh, we need to listen to the people who agree with us. We need to listen to the people that don't agree with us because uh, we need to be challenged about those ideas. Some of the best projects that, that I've actually worked on had donors that were you know, very combative in a lot of ways, I'll say, uh, because they wanted the best for the organization. Uh, and as kind of the face of the organization for that donor, I got a lot of that combativeness. And so I really had to listen and make sure that, that what they were saying was being heard both by myself as well as the organization. Uh, and, and you can't immediately just fire back and start arguing with them because that's not going to get you anywhere. You need to listen, talk it over with them, and actually hear what they say. Yeah, I, I think the, the world would just be a, a better place if we all spent a little more time listening. It's that, that old adage of, you know, you've got, you've got two ears and one mouth, right? So you should spend twice as much time listening as what you are talking, which is weird to say on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that, you know, in, in some ways with that question, you, you're almost kind of put on the spot to do the opposite of listening, uh, which, you know, is, is probably the the number one skill in so many ways of being a fundraiser but uh, from that you've you know you, you've gotten this trickled down distillate of how important it actually is to listen 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 and i i love that story about uh, how you know you you've got 
the the best conversations have come from people that have been combative because they really love the the thing that you're doing the thing that you're raising the funds for just to share a kind of a, a specific story about that i was working on a on a campaign for a church that was in uh, arlington virginia uh, so i was raising money for this church in arlington to be able to renovate uh, basically their whole campus. They had a relatively small camp campus, but still had three buildings on it. Uh, so they were renovating uh, the, their sanctuary itself, uh, a place for their youth group to be at, as well as a kind of historical library that they had on campus. Uh, and so what came from one of the conversations with one of those donors was, you know, why don't we look into some, you know, some different kind of lighting options for that library? Uh, because lighting can be really harsh on old text. And they were very dead set on looking at that when the plans called for something that was really pretty simple. It was a, a skylight and then some kind of traditional fluorescent lighting. And they were really concerned about that skylight. Uh, so we looked at some, some different options. We ended up actually finding a new contractor that was able to put in a different type of skylight that would automatically tint itself and thereby save the techs that were in that room. Benefit to that additionally was that it saved about a hundred grand. <laughs> um, so it was, a, it, it was a better option. Uh, it really worked, worked well for what they were trying to do, saved money, and all came from a person who was saying, yeah, I don't like that. That's a bad idea. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, th those combative folks are always the ones with the good ideas. And had you not listened to that, you would have had to raise $100,000 more in order to do the same kind of stuff that you were doing. Yeah, that makes a, a lot of sense. Well, hey, just kind of wrapping up, one of the questions that we're asking everybody that is interviewing with us is how do you connect up what you do and you know your your beliefs your spirituality that kind of stuff how do you connect that together you know at the end of the day uh, i'm raising funds for organizations that are trying to do good in the world uh, i i think the the key component of that is trying because uh, they're, they're actively working at it. it. They don't have the solutions right now. Uh, I heard somebody once talking about how, I think it was Simon Sinek, actually. He was talking about how the idea behind a nonprofit is that you want to put yourself out of business. And that's the whole idea behind a nonprofit is because you, you find this problem that you want to solve. And once you solve that problem, that nonprofit doesn't need to exist anymore. But it's the, that idea of striving to be able to fix something. And what that does for my spirituality is that, you know, we're all broken people. Um, we all need to strive in similar fashion to be able to, you know, not maybe not necessarily fix ourselves, um, but to increase our awareness um, of our own selves and also increase our awareness of know god and jesus in our own lives awesome yeah yeah that that we live in this this system that's broken and and the the best thing that can come out of a broken system is you know 
we we can you know we we can take the props out that are propping up the broken system uh, you know and and eventually uh, looking forward to that yeah that that totally makes sense uh so right now i'm working with an organization uh called iec the inclusive engineering consortium uh, that organization strives to create inclusivity in engineering. Uh, and so what we're trying to do is bring an understanding to both education uh, as well as industry to what it means to be an inclusive uh, and equitable part of society while still keeping an eye on engineering. And what a lot of people have found is that now, if you make that a more inclusive, more equitable, uh, more diverse space, you end up with a much better product at the end of the day. That I mean, that just totally makes sense. That that it's and it, it, it harkens back to what you were saying about listening. Yeah, if if we don't have everybody in the room, we're not doing a good job listening. If if we don't at least have the right people in the room, um, yeah, we're not doing a good job listening because we can't hear them because they're not in the room. And so then the system is just going to continue to be broken. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for, for being our guest today. Um, any last parting words that you have for us? Tacos are delicious. They are awesome. Thanks a lot, Jesse. We'll talk to you later.